Hello, the creatives and the curious. My name is Pendo, and welcome to 12 Point Font, my novel writing podcast where I answer questions, conduct interviews, give advice, point out resources, gush over my favorite books, writers, and, well, things, and just generally babble as I muddle my way through November. So, today is NaNoWriMo Day 2, and we will be covering how to put words on the page. You heard that right, putting words on the page. It is the easiest and also the most difficult part of writing. It's just putting words down. But first, the idiomatic expression for today is comes from Portuguese and um, translates as he who doesn't have a dog hunts with a cat. So to find out what that means, stick around till the end of the show. I mean, well, Google's still an option, but this is way more fun. So the first question for today comes from Reddit user Tatiana Maria. That's a good name as well. They say, Day one and first struggle? I have a loose plot for my story, a semi-good idea of my main character's personality, and a few more characters, basically just the names and how they relate to the main character. However, 800 words in, I encounter my first I-need-to-know-more-about-this-world-and-their-magic issue. How do you guys keep going when you're missing an important part of the world building? I still have three hours before day one is over, but... Can I avoid the world rules for a whole 1,667 words? Ooh, well, mm, day one's over, but I can still answer this question. My advice for real, for real? Honestly, probably pick another topic. Um, And here's why. Just not, don't throw this one away. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... um. I would I would want to give this one more time to settle, more time to build with um stuff like fantasy and magic and world building. I personally um I find it very difficult um to continue a story when I don't know when I don't know major parts of the plot um because I find myself writing and I just end up feeling defeated and I feel like constantly my writing flow is is being interrupted by my own brain saying you don't know what you're doing or I end up feeling bad about my writing um because I I feel like I don't know what I'm doing because I don't sometimes you know you don't know what kind of magic maybe a character uses or you don't know the names of I don't know all the parliament buildings maybe in your magical kingdom if it's political it probably is it's fantasy but do you get what i'm saying because you can totally respond over podcast yeah it's just i find it difficult to have a consistent flow when i don't know what what i don't know um but if you do not want to scrap it um the other thing i do when i don't know something and i don't want to stop my flow of writing is i use the rule of tech tech um in the English language, T and K do not appear together very often. Uh, and so when I am missing something in my book or whatever I'm writing, even essays, this works well in essays as well. If I don't have a piece of information, I will put T and K together. And then when I'm editing it later, I can find all of those TK, TK, TKs. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll put in something like TK magic name or TK chemical color or tk street name or tk sister um if i don't know the sister's name and because that's why we edit you know uh we edit for a reason because because we don't get it perfect in the first go and if part of your not getting it perfect is just not knowing a bit about 
the environment your characters are in, then I think that's perfectly, perfectly, perfectly reasonable. Um, if you think you can do it, I say go for it. Yeah, so go ahead and try the tech tech rule. If you do want to know more about world building, the Brandon Sanderson master world builder, like his novels are thick. Uh, he has an entire university lecture on world building you can get for free on YouTube. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play an excerpt of that right now. You're gonna have to explore your way through your own writing. Lately, as I've been thinking about writing, um, well, let, let me back up. I, I once heard someone talk about playing games. It was actually a magic card player, and he was talking about this idea that the more he played, the more things he used to have to focus on in the game enter his subconscious, and he's able to do them by instinct. His instincts would just take over the more he played, and that allowed his conscious mind to focus on certain things he knew he was consistently doing wrong, or to higher level problems. And he felt this is the way someone gets better at playing any specific game, is by internalizing enough of the easier things that you focus on the harder things. That's what goes on when you practice writing a lot. That's why I emphasize the idea of writing. The more you write, the more you will start to unconsciously do the things that once were hard or not done by instinct for you. He's good. I know he's really good. Uh, and the best part about that is Brandon Sanderson's entire world building lecture series is for free online right now on the interwebs. I will go ahead and link this video in the show notes down below. Where are the show notes? Wherever the show notes are, they will be linked there. So what are we reading? Currently, I'm reading Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. It is a very good book with very good writing and excellent characters. I am already very deeply invested in the story of this young girl who just wants to do her magics, you know? Like she just, just let her do her magics. This book isn't light. This is, the subject matter is kind of heavy. Um, and so it's probably gonna take me a while to read just because because now that I love these characters, like, I don't want to see them go through pain, which is terrible. It's it's fiction, but it's... I'm invested. Like, Tomi Adeyemi has done an incredible job of writing characters who I want to succeed. And prejudice is just awful in general. So yeah, it's probably going to take me a hot minute to finish reading this one. Um, but if anybody has any book recommendations that are, like, just happy, fluffy rainbows and bubbles and marshmallows if anybody has any like real sweet books like that just fluff just pure fluff books like cats any books about cats that anybody wants to recommend me i would be very happy to read those as well all right question number two this is by reddit user mushroom level <laughs> they ask advice on an opening scene i'm really having trouble nailing down a good opening scene any advice on best ways to go about it? I'm considering following in the steps of Breaking Bad and having something exciting happen, then backtracking a bit to hold interest during the exposition parts and the initial build-up. Okay. Alright. Um, so, 
according to all of the classes I have been to, all of the books I have read, and all of the uh, podcasts I have listened to about creative writing, I have compiled for you, Mushroom Level, the following data. You want your opening scene to do one of five things. Introduce character, introduce action, introduce tone, introduce theme, or introduce the greater plot. So, uh, for an example, think about Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, right? Here is the first line of that book. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of good fortune must be in want of a wife. What? Okay, so let's break this down for a second. Right there, she's introduced theme, introduced tone, introduced plot, introduced action, and basically the motivation of every major plot point in the novel. Like, it does not get more succinct than that, which is probably why it's on, like, every list of greatest opening line ever. But, okay, that's a really hard bar to set. I mean, she's a classic for a reason, but, um, but when you're thinking of an opening theme, theme, opening line, you want to think of Here, let's do this. Let's look at Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, okay? That's something a bit more whimsical and delightful. Still a classic, still incredible writing, but it might demonstrate a bit more what, how to do these things without being Jane Austen. Chapter One The house stood on a slight rise just on the edge of the village. It stood on its own and looked out over a broad spread of West Country farmland. Not a remarkable house by any means. It was about thirty years old, squattish, squarish, made of brick, and had four windows set in the front of a size and proportion which more or less exactly failed to please the eye. The only person for whom the house was in any way special was Arthur Dent, and that was only because it happened to be the one he lived in. He had lived in it for about three years, ever since he had moved out of London because it made him nervous and irritable. He was about thirty as well, tall, dark-haired, and never quite at ease with himself. The thing that used to worry him most was the fact that people always used to ask him what he was looking so worried about. He worked in local radio, which he always used to tell his friends was a lot more interesting than they probably thought. It was, too. Most of his friends worked in advertising. On Wednesday night, it had rained very heavily. The lane was wet and muddy, but the Thursday morning sun was bright and clear as it shone on Arthur Dent's house for what was to be the last time. It hadn't properly registered yet with Arthur that the council wanted to knock it down and build a bypass instead. Oh my goodness. If you have not read this book, go read this book. I, it's very, it's very good. <laughs> Douglas Adams is incredible. But right there, you got, you were introduced to the main character, or at least one of the main characters. Uh, he introduced the tone using the narrator. Um, you got action that links to a greater action or greater plot reveal later on in the novel. And that was four paragraphs. And two of those paragraphs were two or fewer sentences. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is you want movement as soon as possible. Get the characters doing something. Have something happening. Um, However, just like in an essay, the intro and the conclusion are the most difficult parts, I think, of writing. I'd say the intro, probably more than the conclusion, in fact. Um, because 
it has to do a few things. It has to do the five things that you need your introduction to do. That's character, action, tone, theme, and plot. But it also needs to hook your reader. Um, it's the thing that says this book is for you and you're going to want to keep reading it because. And that's very difficult. And it's especially difficult if you haven't finished writing the book because because sometimes you think you're going somewhere and you end up not going there. Um, or sometimes you think what you're writing is about something and it ends up absolutely not being about that. Um, or being slightly not about that. But that's okay. Because there's this beautiful thing in writing where you don't have to write the first thing first. If you're having trouble beginning because you can't get that perfect beginning, don't. Don't write the beginning. Uh, just start where you start and then go back. Or take away a whole bunch of unnecessary introduction, possibly. You don't have to start at the very beginning. And so that would be my advice, uh, is if you're feeling paralyzed because you can't figure out how to do the most difficult part, probably, of the creative part of your book is hooking the reader and introducing the novel, don't do it yet. Save it, come back, edit, cut, do what you need to do. It doesn't have to be now. All right, so progress update. Yesterday, I got about 1,200 words done, which is good. It's excellent. I'm not out here for a 70,000 word novel. I just want my story to be finished. Except for that, I had to scrap 500 of the words. Um, it's like what um, Brandon Sanderson was saying. My story was broken in a way in which I didn't know how to fix it yet. Or at least I don't think I'd have been able to fix it in the time it would take for me to have a coherent piece of writing done for this month. And um, my goal for this month is to have a finished product. And I'm not throwing away the story. I am just not yet skilled enough, I don't think, to tell that story. Um, and so I went with another story, and I got about 700 words out on that story, and it was fine. It was fine, I, I hope, probably. It's fine. Um, that being said, uh, day three, my writing goal is 3,000 words? 3,000 words? Love it. Love that. Um, we can do this. And here's the other thing. I'm seeing some people who are, like, already 8,000, 10,000 words in, and it's just been two days, and I cannot afford to compare myself to those people, because I will be discouraged. I will wonder why I am not tapping out that amount. Did I not prepare enough? I can't do that. I can't do that to my own head, and you shouldn't do that either. Do not compare your progress. It's your progress. You know, and I just have to keep thinking that. I have to keep reminding myself that or I will quit. I will quit so hard. <laughs> so tomorrow, 3,000 words. We can do this. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where my characters go next. I mean, I know where they go, but I want to see it on 
paper, you know, I want to see it in print. I want, I'm ready for the action to start, I'm ready for the, the snowball to, to build, to get the people together, get the wheels moving. I need more, I need more, um, uh, kinetic analogies, movement analogies, guys. Gears, do gear, I need the gears turning, the pedals, I gotta put those pedals to the metals, sure. <laughs> so, that is all I have got for today. If you want more, come on over and hang out with me on Instagram or Twitter at Pendoland or check out my website at Pendoland.com. If you're somehow not yet tired of my voice, you can go on over to my scarcely used YouTube channel, also at Pendoland. If you have any questions or comments you want me to read on the show, send them on over by email to 12pointfont at gmail.com. That's 12ptft at gmail.com or tag me in social media with hashtag 12pointfont, just like the show title. The intro and outro for the podcast is Mary Pop Poppins by True Loves, and all of this and anything else I talked about in the show will be linked in the show notes as well. Also, if you have a second, please go on over to iTunes and give this a good rating. It helps out a lot. Um, if you do, just go ahead and message me or I'll be on the lookout for it and I will go ahead and give you a shout out in the next show. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. So, without further ado, the idiomatic expression of the day was, he who doesn't have a dog hunts with a cat. This basically means you make the most of what you've got. Though why, why you would go from a dog to a cat instead of like a dog to a pig? Because they sniff out truffles. I'd assume they're good at hunting. I mean, I guess this, this would defeat the purpose of the analogy. Anyways, this has been 12 Point Font, reminding you to stay creative, stay curious, and stay writing. Until tomorrow, that's goodbye. Hello, the creatives and the curious, and welcome to... Nope, that's not right either. Um, if you want more... Come on and, oh, <laughs> my novel writing podcast where I answer questions, conduct interviews, give advice, point out researches, gosh, oh, researches, what?